We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. To be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest has jumped over the scorer's table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by PropSwap. It's Friday, August 7th, 2020. Alex Berutha here. Next to me is Shannon McEwen, and on the line is Ken K-Train-Kreitz. All aboard! Today, uh, it's going to be a heavy news day. Uh, It's also going to be a quick one, and we're going to get to DFS later in the show. Uh, Top of the news... Ben Simmons leaves the Wizards game the other night with a knee injury. Per Woj, the 76ers are listing Simmons as out indefinitely. He's currently weighing treatment options after being diagnosed yesterday with a subluxation of the left kneecap. And as Nick and I talked about yesterday, according to Google.com, that is basically a dislocation. So, Ken, I ask you, do you feel like Philly is done 
Yes, they were done before it because they don't have outside <laughs> shooters. The fact that Al Horford's who's coming in to replace him tells you what you need to know. They have, don't have outside shooters. They have terrible chemistry. They were done before this. I, my theory is Simmons did this on purpose so he didn't have to watch the Wizards anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yes, Philly is done. They're a sixth seed. Go home. Start fishing. Do you feel like there's any chance they win a second-round series, Shannon, if, yes. if Simmons is out? Yeah, I still I still think there's okay. a chance. Uh, Embiid is just a monster, and he's mm-hmm. – he's, He's living up to that, you know, in the first three games, four games of, of this return. I mean, he's averaging almost 33 points, 12 rebounds, 3.5 steals and blocks. Like, he's just, he's crushing it right now. 58% from the floor, 81% from the line. I I just think he's the type of player that can carry a team to a second-round victory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I Obviously, it hurts their chances, but... Uh, if it was the mid '90s, he could carry a team. Not in today's NBA. Yes, he can. Not Why not? Nobody. Name a team led by their center in the last ten years. Jokic. What are they? Portland Trailblazers. The first half of this season. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I I understand what you're saying, Ken, but it's not like Embiid is incapable of stretching the floor. He's not a prototypical big man. You know, he's not. Yeah. He's not Patrick Ewing. True, he, true. He's also tends to whine when the going gets hard. Hasn't won anything yet. I, I mean, certainly the opportunity for him to shine is now there. But mark my words, he's going to gripe about Horford being in the key with him. I mean, he's no T.J. Warren, but I think he can carry <laughs> Exactly. He is no T.J. Warren. <laughs> yeah, I think um, quickly, I think I think this simplifies the offense for them. You yes. post up and beat almost every time you yes. do kickouts. It's, it, I hope it, they turn it into like a Dwight Howard era magic type offense. Um, they won't be as good in transition, obviously. Release the cork mass. Or on right. defense. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> offensively, it could actually help them quite a bit with their floor spacing and everything else. Uh, I mean, we're going to see Josh Richardson have the ball in his hands more. You know, he's going to have more opportunity to, to actually do something instead of just being on the floor for 35 minutes and taking five shots. Uh, he'll stretch the floor more than, than Simmons would. And who who's the replacement? Shake Milton. Yeah. All right. And Horford's going to play more alongside Embiid now. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah that's what I mean about Horford being the new starter. They can't go Howard and the Magic because they don't have four other shooters. Right. They've got two and a half other shooters. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to have to stick Al Horford in the corner. Uh, Ken, yesterday the Suns beat the Pacers. Yeah, making the Suns 4-0 and in the bubble. That's the full Monty, baby. Suns are only two games back of the damaged Memphis Grizzlies. They're also a game and a half behind Portland, who's red hot. Pelicans, though. In last place, they just gave up 140 points to the Kings. Bogdanovich had a career-high 35 points. But anyway, back to the Suns. 24 and, and 10 from Aiton with four blocks. Uh, Warren still filled the box score, but woefully inefficient. T.J. Warren crashing back to earth a little. They only had 16 points on 20 field goal attempts. They're going to keep letting him shoot. But to the Suns, gentlemen, are the Suns your pick to be eighth? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Portland, right? 
It's yeah. Portland, right? It's got to be Portland. I mean, I was highly skeptical that there was there would even be a play game, playing game situation. I didn't expect Memphis to totally crap the bed and lose their first four games. Um, you know, and, and then counter to that, Portland's gone three and one. The Suns have gone four and zero. Oh. Um, I, I, I honestly, I think the playing game is probably going to be in Portland and the Suns at this stage. With the, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Make it up. We'll see. It'll be close. It'll be close. Memphis still has to. If Memphis loses out, then that's a possibility, I guess. But <laughs> I, 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 I think Portland is going to end up being the eighth seed. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, but Alex, I, remind I, me the playing schedule. Let's say it's Suns Blazers. They've got to wedge it in the weekend before games ending the 14th and playoffs on the 17th. How are they doing that? It might be a back to back. It is. Okay. Yeah. It's a potential back to back. It's actually it's a double header, Ken. <laughs> what? Yeah, two games. Two games in one day. You know, it's like a three on three tournament. Have you ever played in one of those? <laughs> that would actually if they really want to make you it. You can't do quick. best of two. Is it is it assumed one is, team has if, a bit of a lead? If the if the team that's got the better record wins the first game, it's over. It's over. The okay. the team okay. below them has to win two games, right? Yes. I'm assuming that's that is, right. That is correct. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a believer in the Suns. I, I really love their roster. It's awesome. They can do this without Kelly Oubre. Um, if they can manage to get him back potentially for the playoffs to play the Lakers in the first round, I think they can at least be competitive. It can at least be fun. I'm not saying they would really push six games as exciting as the Suns going four. No is they're still 30 and 39 and have no business being involved in the playoffs. That's yeah. I mean, I, I think if. If Aiden was healthy or not healthy, if he was not suspended uh, for those 25 games, I think they would be there's a strong chance they would have been above Memphis. But well, I don't, you have I don't have sympathy for them for that. that no, no, no. It's the blame for that. You know, but uh, not at all. Uh, last night without Russell Westbrook, the Rockets beat the LeBron list Lakers 113-97. LeBron was out due to a groin issue. He hasn't looked particularly spry during these seeding games. Russell never really... also out with a quad in that game, so both teams missing stars. Yes. It was never really close. Uh, Houston led this game throughout. Harden uh, had the triple-double, uh, 39 points, 12 dimes, 10 turnovers. Ben <laughs> McLemore, uh, 30 minutes. Is that still a triple-double? I can never remember if they actually count that, but no. it should not be. It should not be. <laughs> right. uh, otherwise, Harden would probably have a decent amount of quadruple doubles. Then <laughs> right. McLemore. Games, you're like, whoops, oh, there goes the ball. Oh. Right. McLemore at 20 points. Uh, Houston went 21 of 57 from behind the arc. That's 57 three-point attempts. Houston coach Mike D'Antoni raved about Harden, saying his commitment on defense is number one. Uh, I don't know how much you can take away from this game necessarily, uh, no Westbrook, no LeBron, but we'll use it as a jumping off point again to talk about Houston. Do you think Houston is the legitimate third challenger in the West, Shannon? Yes, I still do. Okay. I have nothing to add, but yes, I've been saying it all year. So, <laughs> okay. yes. Do you still Fair like enough. the Rockets? You see Rockets more as a threat than the Nuggets? I do, yes. Mm, okay. I think I do as well. I, I love the Nuggets. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is playing crazy. We'll talk about that in a bit, but... um. I think I still like Houston as well. How about you, Ken? Uh, I still go Denver, but their health issues. I was just trying to look up their current health issues, but uh, yeah, it's Barton and Gary Harris um, have been like prop. definitively out, and Jamal Murray's been questionable. So, but he hasn't really played. Um, 
So that's it's concerning, but there hasn't been any indication those guys will be out for the playoffs. Right. It doesn't it doesn't seem like either any of those three injuries are that serious. I, right. I think they're just being cautious during the bubble. Gotcha. Uh, well, oh, go I was just gonna say, uh, let's head to Utah, where the three of us might be in the rotation. They're fielding a G League <laughs> uh, team today, not tonight, because they got the one o'clock start. Uh, players out include Donovan Mitchell with leg issue, Mike Conley with knee, Royce O'Neal with a calf. And then they're, they're just punting the game today. They're going to rest Rudy Gobert, thinking they don't have much of a chance. Of course, Bogdanovich is long gone with his wrist surgery. It's the first of a back-to-back for them. So it seems like they're kind of punting tonight. Uh, and uh, against San Antonio, also the Jazz Spurs, not an option on FanDuel today because it is the 1 o'clock early start. Here are your Jazz starters. You ready? Joe Ingles, Moutier, Clarkson, Niang, and backup center Tony Bradley. Do you think Joe Ingles is going to have a mysterious injury uh, the next few hours? If I'm Joe, I just start grabbing my hammy right in the layup line, as obvious as possible. I think he's going to have a mysterious triple-double. Why why would he want to fake an injury? This is the Joe Ingles highlight reel that we're about to see. (laughs) He should play in khakis. It'd be awesome. (laughs) And Moutier. Moutier is going to go off. Oh, I know. I, I wanted to, to see play Boudier so much. And, uh, I still believe. Uh, they're doing the they're doing the Spurs a favor here. Spurs yeah. really making a run for it. Derek White playing out of his mind. DeRozan's been awesome. Keldon Johnson, the rookie, averaging about thirteen a game. Two games uh, back, they, the Spurs aren't out of it. Yeah, this uh, the eighth seed race is shaping up to be as awesome as we thought it would be. Um, though, unfortunately, that was kind of helped by Jaron Jackson's. Yeah. Knee injury. Uh, also last night, Bucks beat the Heat 130 to 116 in a comeback victory to clinch number one. Thank you to clinch. I I I worked really hard. Uh, <laughs> they clinched number one in the East. Uh, Heat still had no Jimmy Butler with a foot issue, as originally called an ankle issue. Listen, I mean, I, without Jimmy Butler or Goran Dragic, the Heat looked really really good in the first half of this game and even in the third quarter coming off of win over the seas without butler yeah they play incredible swarming defense their offense can function without him duncan robinson and tyler hero were popping off they really i mean they got hot from three which helped a lot and the bucks give up a lot of threes but they're a really strong team uh even though they're very top heavy with with butler and Adebayo, but miami's legit and I would be scared if I was any team, if I was Toronto, Boston, yeah. Philly, anybody, boy, boy. I would be scared of, of facing Miami at any point in the playoffs. Bam. Bam is legit. Love Bam. Bam, Bam makes Ke- the clinic Kelly Olynyk look like a serviceable NBA player when they play side by side. I like Kelly Olynyk. I think he's a good player, but uh, there are varying opinions on that. He, he's a fine rotational sub. I fine, get you ten minutes, but Bam makes him look good. I'm, I I, most, I, I really want to congratulate Bam for an awesome season. Shannon, do you put Miami like a full tier below Toronto and Boston, or do you think they're kind of just in the mix with all these other East teams? I put them like half a tier below Boston and okay. Toronto. Um, I believe they. If they play either of those teams, it is going to be a hard-fought series. Right. You know, six, seven games. But I, I just, 
I don't think they're quite, I don't think their ceiling's quite as good as either of those two, those two teams. I mean, it, it, when they are running at full cylinder and you have Duncan Robinson and, and hero going off from downtown, they're hard to beat, but that's like with any team that has a high volume, yeah. three point shooters as their right. fifth and sixth scoring options. If those guys get hot and hit four or five threes, you're going to lose to that team. Right. So, it, I mean, when that doesn't happen, they very much more beatable than they were even yesterday when they looked great through the first three and a half quarters. I'll say this. I sure would, I sure would prefer my Celtics to face the 76ers before they face the heat. Yes, that makes sense. Strongly prefer that. I Um, prefer my Pistons face. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of losing teams, the wizards now have four losses in the bubble and have fallen behind somehow the Charlotte Hornets, who are not playing for 10th place in the East. Gentlemen, remind me, why is Washington still playing games? Somewhere Michael Jordan is laughing and laughing hard. Yeah, I I mean, this is what happens when you lose your, what, two best players? First and third best players with Bradley Beal and Bertans. I mean, yeah. the NBA couldn't know for certain this would happen when they put Washington in the seeding games. But... It, it was at least a 50-50 shot that Beal was probably going to sit they out. They did know Washington had only won 24 games. That was <laughs> well, well documented. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, NBA the, the NBA does have access to the standings. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, we're just going to slide right by that one. Michael Porter <laughs> Jr. still playing really well. Uh, last night went for 27 points and 12 rebounds. Against the Blazers, though the Blazers still got the win in the bubble. And this includes a, f- a first game where he only played 20-something minutes. Michael Porter Jr. averaging 26.3 points on 58-50-95 shooting plus 10 rebounds. Uh, Dame Lillard also had the triple-double. Not quite traditional way, but he had 45 points, 12 assists, 11 threes. Um, Serious question about Porter. Yes. <clears throat> Is he going to be the best player on the Nuggets next year? I, if I say two years, if I say two years from now, I think that's almost like you're going to put him ahead of Jokic next year. Next year, Jokic come off an All Star game. Jokic isn't. He's not gonna. He's not gonna age well. But uh, (laughs) he's already started aging. He's a. He's a. He's a whatever a twenty-five year old in a forty-year-old's body. So. Yeah, Jokic is, is a rough twenty-five. A, when is he going to light up a lung dart on the bench? One of these games in the bubble, just ah, screw it, just <laughs> goes right uh, into some Marlboros. Shannon, I could I could see Michael Porter Jr. being the second best guy in the team for talking about I, I, being yeah. better than Jamal Murray. I mean, it's either starting bad. power forward or they're starting small forward next year. Uh, I think it depends on whether Paul Millsap is on the team again. They is is keep no, I think Porter starts no matter what. Even if Grant, if if the full roster runs back, I think right. Porter's in the starting lineup no matter what next year. Yeah, Ken's just asking power yeah. forward or small forward. Yes, I yeah. think he'll be small uh, forward if Millsap's back. Who does yeah. he start with? Basically, he's he starting with Will Burton. Millsap's contract does end, so they can just let him walk. And I gotta believe at this point they only keep Millsap if he's cheap. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they still have Jeremy Grant under contract though, so it's. Porter, Barton, Grant, you know, and who knows what offseason deals I, they make, but I think they would bring Porter or excuse me, Barton off the bench because he's like that ideal six man, right? He can play like three positions. He can handle the ball. Offense. He can shoot a little bit. Yeah, he, he's played that role before. 
So I think I mean, so is it is a Grant and Porter kind of like the Celtics where neither is really a definitive power forward or definitive small forward. You're just playing two tweeners. I mean, I think Porter's showing that he is a definitive small forward on the offensive end of the court. The defensive end's the question mark. Right. But I mean, it, I know it's only, up, it's only Grant can D up power forwards. He's pretty versatile. Yeah, it's only four games, but Porter's you know, he's taken seven and a half three pointers per game during the bubble. Like he's got he's got the range. He's listed at 6'10". He ought to be able to guard power forwards. He looks taller than 6'10 when he's out there. I mean, he is he is really tall. I mean, it's there aren't many guys with, with his kind of shooting stroke that are that tall. Um, does, yeah, man. does Murray, def- but a healthy Murray, does he defer to Porter like this? I don't know about that. Uh, Murray, like, I, I really like Jamal Murray, but it hasn't really felt like he has made the developments that he's need to make to be a legitimate number two. Murray feels like a really strong number three to me. Yes. Yeah. And so I think if Michael Porter can fill that vacuum of a definitive number two, that opens up Murray uh, a little bit more, makes the team a lot better. I don't know, man. I One of my predictions for the season, Whalen and I did an article where I one of my predictions was that Michael Porter would swing a series for the Nuggets because I've... Yeah. Felt yeah. like if they were, they either were going to play him and he was going to be awesome right away, or they were going to go down like 2 0. And then they're like, well, we just have to, we just have to play Michael Porter. Michael Porter's making the all star team next year. Ooh. I like that. Um, uh, I'll take that wager. I'll take I, that I wager. Want, we'll, we'll, we'll settle. That. Well, yeah, we'll settle on uh, details there offline, Ken. Yeah. Um, I want to be, I want to be a big Michael Porter fan until he said those really stupid things about the pandemic. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. He's a moron. He's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So I'm I'm really happy, though. I have him in our keeper league, staff keeper league. I tried Uh, giving him away before the the shutdown. I basically tried giving him away because I I won the championship. Yay. And he was my last tradable piece that I'm like, all right, if I really want to lock this in. So I'm glad I still have him. Um now, I want to talk about Dame Lillard just for a second. Okay. Dame Lillard, he only had 45 points last night. Yeah, but I, I, feel like it, I feel like Dame Lillard's underrated like oh, from yeah. a historical standpoint. Sure. Small market. He, he, is the, he has the 10th most 50-point games in NBA history. Ooh, the 10th I most. did not know that. Nice nugget. He, there, this is the na- these are the names above him. Wilt, Jordan, Kobe, James Harden, Elgin ba- Baylor, Rick Barry, LeBron, Allen Iverson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So Those essentially, the, first ballot Hall of Famers and one yes. to be first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, yeah. Th- those Pretty are good. the only guys above him. That's just amazing to me. I mean, he there's a very good chance he ends up with more fifty point games than LeBron James. Uh, y- yes, uh, yeah, he is. He's incredible. I mean, this season for him has been, um, like especially awesome with Nurkic out. He really had to take like control of the offense because no one else like I like, you know, CJ McCollum just like, can't be, he can't step up into that kind of role that they needed him to step up into to see guy. Yeah. And I mean, after, I mean, I'm looking at Lillard's game logs. Like it's, it's just ridiculous. Like Shannon mentions game after game after game since, uh, January 13th, so the past 24 games, Lillard is averaging 33 points on 48, 
45 88 shooting splits with eight excuse me nine assists and only three turnovers he's insane I mean, it was like three years ago where I was like, you know, Dame Lillard and Kemba Walker are really close <laughs> to the same player. And now it's like, well, that's it's not close anymore. But Dame Lillard's like he's essentially Steph Curry now. Yeah, there's like close to MVP level Steph Curry now. I agree. And there's, you know, in terms of like all NBA, I know there are a lot of people who are prepared to vote like Luka Doncic over Damian Lillard. And I think that's insane. Like, I love Luka Doncic. I think he's incredible. I think he's a top maybe 10 player. But I still think Damian Lillard is better than him right now and have a better season than him. Um, Okay. Either you worried about Zach Collins. I know he's coming off an injury. He hasn't played in a while. But I kind of expected a little more from him. I was hoping for more. I mean, there's plenty of time. But Uh, I mean, I'm not not worried about him. I, I think the hype was a little too much. I think that's part of it. The, the hype was there because, like, the, essentially the hype was there, what, before last season? Not even this season. It was before last season, wasn't it? And it was because they didn't have Whiteside yet. Um, I mean, they, yeah, yeah. there was there was yeah. hype. There was hype, but. <sighs> Only 22. Plenty of he, time here. But, he was uh, definitely, for, in, a, in the fantasy realm, definitely consli- considered a sleeper. And really, in, re- in real life, outside of fantasy, I don't think anyone's ever going to would have has ever envisioned him more than like a good top six, you know, top one of your three rotational big men. Like, it's not like he's ever anyone's ever projected him to be a star. Right. And uh, my my last point here on Collins, uh, he right now is only I think basically only playing power forward. Right. Because at center, yeah. they have Nurkic and they have Whiteside. And so Collins isn't going to average a ton of blocks when he's out in the wing guarding power forwards who are all stretch fours now. So he's trapped out in the wing. That's why his block numbers are down. And Nurkic and Lillard have so much of a control of the offense that it's just, I mean, you know, he's only played seven games this season. Collins per 36 minutes last season, he was only at 14 points. Now he's at 10. It's not a drastic difference. I, I think once, once he gets more comfortable, he'll be fine. Uh, Alex, tell us about our good friends over at PropSwap. I would love to. Uh, the smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Just last week, a customer bought a Miami Heat to win it all ticket at odds of 42 to 1. That's not bad. FanDuel has the Heat at 25 to 1 right now. That's even better. Prop swap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Prop swap, where America buys and sells sports bets. We are big fans of Ian Epstein and his team over there at Prop Swap. A lot of content on the Rotowire uh, sportsbook area for the Prop Swap stuff, too, right? Right, Shannon? Yeah, Prop Swap's the best. all right well said well gentlemen let's get into our fan duel lineups i've got a hard stop so i'm gonna throw my two obvious ones out there and then i'll let you guys run with it uh number one got brandon clark in a lot of lineups at 5900 versus okc obviously no jaron jackson for the grizzlies but he's also facing the rooster danello gallinari Good O, bad D from the Rooster. I like the matchup as well as the playing time. So Clark at 5,900 is nice. And I'm going to take a cheap gamble at 4,800 on good old Big Al Horford versus Orlando. 
Uh, he's starting with Simmons out, and he's cheap. Uh, still cheap. a terrible contract, but I think he's got. But you know, he's facing here. You're starting forwards for the Magic: James Innes and Wes Uwundo. I like Horford's chances of having a productive game. Uh, so there's my stuff. And gentlemen, I'm out of here. Have a great rest of the pod. Uh, I'll piggyback on Ken's Ken's. So I'm going to piggyback on Ken's Horford pick. Uh, you know, as we discussed earlier, with Simmons out, uh, there's going to be other six Sixers that need to step up. So I like all of them. Um, Embiid's been a beast. I've got him in my lineup. I've got Horford. I've got Josh Josh Richardson's only what like 4,800 right around there. Um, you know, T- Tobias Harris is a good option. Any of those guys, I am plugging in my lineup with with Simmons out. I agree. Embiid being only 9,800, that is a steal. Yes, I, he could go. He could go for 75 fantasy points easily. Uh, I also like Horford, and who's 4,800 as we mentioned. Shake Milton's 4,700 and. As Ken alluded to, this is against Orlando, who no longer has Jonathan Isaac, their best defender. No longer has Aaron Gorgon on the front line, so they're basically starting Vucevic and then a ton of guards. Yeah, I mean the one, it's probably one of the lower over unders for the game for the True. day still. So I mean, Boston Toronto's right there as well. So that I mean that is slightly worrisome, but the discounts are are just there. So I, I like I still like almost any play from the Philly side of that game. Um, one game I love, and I I can't I'm not finding the two games I love. I love Sacramento uh, and Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. then Washington and New Orleans. Yes, um, I'm having trouble getting more players from those two te- from those four teams in my lineup. Fox Fox has been just re- ridiculous. He's taken a, a little leap here um, in the bubble. Uh, he's at eight thousand. Um, Levert. I expect Levert to actually have a big game. He's coming, you know, he came back from injury and had a little bit of a, a dud. Um, but I think I'll have a big game, a big game in a in a high scoring uh, outing between Sacramento and Brooklyn. Uh, and then for Washington, New Orleans, you know, if you can, depending on if you if you go off of Embiid at center, um, you know, you can go Thomas Bryant. He's been on fire. You can go, you can go Troy Brown at small forward. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention Rashawn Holmes. Right. Holmes is he's only fifty five hundred right now on FanDuel, and he's also he's eligible at power forward, which I love. Um, he hasn't done much in the bubble yet. He's only averaging about twenty one, twenty two fantasy points th- through the four games. But the encouraging part for me is that his minutes have increased each game. So he went from twenty three minutes in the first game and to up to thirty two in the most recent. So I just feel like if, he, if he's getting 32 to 35 minutes, um, he's going to explode and have a 35, 40 point outing soon enough. Yeah, he were, we have to remember he was in that 10 day quarantine because he went out and he got he left the bubble briefly to get chicken wings or he crossed the line or whatever. Um, so his wind wasn't where it should have been because minutes are increasing. You're right. And this could be against a Brooklyn team where Jared Allen is questionable right now. So if Jared Allen doesn't play. Then you're gonna have Rashawn Holmes going up against like Rodion's Kuruks at center and Lance Thomas and Dante Hall. So former Piston, I think Dante Hall. Um yeah, so I I, I completely former, agree. former Kansas City Chief, Dante Hall. Mm. Uh yeah, I mean I, I expect a lot of DFS players to stack Kings Nets and Pelicans Wizards. And like I, I wanna play a lot of Kings guys, but the problem is I don't trust anybody 
on that roster outside of Darren Fox and to some extent Rashawn Holmes. Buggy Heald played like 18 minutes last night. Yeah. And Bogdan Bogdanovich, career-high 35 points. But before that, I think he shot one for 15 yeah. the day before. So I don't trust anybody's minutes. Like, I, I like Belitza. I like a lot of guys on this team. Can't trust them. Um, so I like your Holmes pick because it's a good way to get action from that side when everyone's probably just going to go Embiid or whoever else at the at the big spots. Um no Dennis Schroeder for OKC. So I'm interested in Shea Gilgis Alexander and Chris Paul. SGA 7,500 and CP3 7,800. I'd be more interested in SGA because I think there's he's probably the one who absorbs, absorbs more of the usage than CP3. And no one else on this roster is like a guard that can handle the ball other than these two guys at this point. Um, like maybe Gallinari. Gallinari is an interesting play because maybe more offense funnels to him. But other than that, like, who else on this OKC roster are you trusting to handle the ball? Yeah, I would assume it's SGA, right? And I do agree. I, do, I agree about Gallinari as well. I think he'll, he'll get more shots uh, as as by default. Um, it's it's a good matchup for him. Um, I worry about potential uh, blowout for this game, but I also have trouble just with the the price points for for not necessarily Chris Paul and SGA. I think those are good price points for what they offer. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that there's so many other players in a similar price range that I also like, like Kyle Lowry. I know he's got a, he's got a crappy matchup against Boston, but he's 7,200. And if I have to bet who's going to have more fantasy points today, Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry, it's Kyle Lowry. And he's, he's got, he's, he's cheaper. So, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty even if, if you're projecting both of them, they're probably going to project both for that 30, six to 39 point fancy point range. So I, I think I go with Kyle Lowry there. He's also done fairly well in the bubble as you know, he's, he's got one big 58 point outing 43, 36, 35. So, I mean, he's been really consistent. You know, the minutes are going to be there. Um, it's tough. I, there's tons of great options tonight. It's, it's a fun yeah. slate. Um, you know, at shooting guard, I've got Rich, Richardson and Levert right now. Holiday looks good at 7,700. That's mm-hmm. it's rare for him to get that cheap. Um, but he also, he actually, he actually hasn't done a ton in the bubble. He's been kind of inconsistent a couple games, uh, one, one below 15 points, another below 27. Um, you know, if, if you're building your team, you want, you want locks for those 35, 40 point guys. You don't want, you can't have one of those players throw up a dud like how, like we've seen from holiday twice in the past week. Um, so it, it's tough, but I right. wish I wish I could get more players in from the Washington New Orleans game, because um, I just think there's a lot of value to be had there. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a night where I think we could see ownership percentages uh, or roster percentages spread out a lot of places. Because, like you mentioned, it's it, there's a really deep pool of relevant players. Dylan Brooks took 17 shots last game. Terrence Ross might play more with Aaron Gordon out. Um, you know, there, and there are some guys who might just go extremely under owned who are great players. Gordon Hayward is 5,900 and has been playing pretty well. He's got, you know, three 30 fantasy point performances in the bubble, but he's probably gonna be low owned because you have guys like Ingram in that Washington game. You have Tobias Harris in the Philly game who people are going to go to probably also Gallinari, probably also Siakam because he's the top priced option. 
So you could get Gorgon Hayward super low percentage. Yep. And there's plenty of guys on the slate who fall into that category. Um, like I don't assume anyone's going to play like Daniel Tice, who can go off for 30 fantasy points on a good night. Uh, I don't think anyone is, you know, people might not be looking at Jonas Valanciunas because he's going up against Steven Adams, um, but he can always go for a good night. So I think there's a lot of options. I think there's a chance you can you can go chalk and you can have a an amazing lineup. You can go completely off the board, not off the board, but guys like Hayward, other low-owned guys, and potentially have a, a really good night that way as well. So this will this will definitely be uh, a fun DFS night. Do you have any last notes in general, last DFS notes before we wrap this thing up? No, let's do it. Okay, we're wrapping up. We don't have a quote because Ken is not here, but thank you everybody for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by PropSwap.